0: Ready? Thanks, Yoshi. Thanks a lot, buddy. You've never done that
1: before. I don't think he's comfortable with that acknowledgement of his burp burping ways.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels a video game music podcast. This is episode 13-6, and my name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Purnell. And we listen to great video game music of the past and the present, and we have a good time hanging out talking about it, why we like it, and why it is good for you.
1: And Sometimes <laughs> we do it while running in a weird, weird haze of forgetfulness and
0: just general yeah. aloofness. A lot of crazy stuff has been I'm not going to get into all of the technical difficulties I've had this past weekend, but it's been a difficult time. But we're back. Everything's here. In pog form, even. Yeah. I explained to Pranel what happened, and he was like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, basically all my greatest fears realized in someone else's life. It's exactly. not
0: a good thing. It's why you do backups, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you make sure you remember where the backups are. <laughs> like, I was go- I was away on vacation, and he was <laughs> here fighting the good fight, in rainy weather, no less. Um, so, Pranel, I'm going to make you do a lot of talking, because my throat has been very sore today.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Um, but I want to ask you about Asen. Oh. Can you give us a quick little uh, rundown. So, so a- Anime Central. Anime Central, yes. It is a convention that pertains
1: to anime and Japanese culture. In other words, things that I'm just not all that about these days Compared to when I first started going But I mainly go mostly for the friends And just to kind of hang out with individuals And just have a quality time Um, This year we had two panels that we put on um, The Mega Man, the power panel The Mega Man power So you guys just, just chat Mega Man Talked about a lot of Mega Man, mm. crap loot. It was from like the classic series, X series. We did a little bit of Mighty Number no. Nine, more so mocking of it, unfortunately, that mm. poor game. And um Azure Striker, Gunvolt, and some of the legends. It was just everything Mega Man, all being verbalized. How many people were on that panel with you? It was a total of three, with one more that showed up late. And he ultimately did not speak much, if at all. Oh, that's too bad. He just kinda of sat there like Say some stuff, talk. You know you know you're stubborn, like, I'm just gonna eat pocky and not do anything. Well but he's a quality guy. It's just I think he got stage fright or
0: something. Yeah. so Something that you're not ever used to. Oh, I get it. It's just oh, I, yeah? I
1: think I cope by talking too much. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> usually why it works so well, because I get anxious, and then I won't let it get mm. quiet, because if I do, the
0: dread sets in. Now, the, the second panel was the one you were really looking forward to. Or people, people called for it back, right?
1: Yeah, so... Many years ago, I, along with some friends, well, I, technically I started it, but I brought some friends in to help me head it because mm-hmm. I couldn't do it by myself. There was no way. Um, RPGs that don't start with Final Fantasy was the name of the <laughs> panel. Right. And then it became the turn based critics presents RPGs that don't start with Final Fantasy. And it yeah. stayed till maybe 2016 or so. Mm-hmm. Had a bad year that year. Um, those who listen know what part of what happened there. Oh, yeah, they'll tell and, me later. And then after that year happened, I was like, I really don't want to do cons anymore. I kind of quit. And in addition to that, everybody yeah. else that was on the panel generally was kind of like hard to wrangle up with the exception of like one or two other people. So it just kind of died out. Didn't happen in 2017. And then this for this year, some previous listeners of the, or people that were attend the panel were like, we've missed the panel. We huh. want it back. Hey, if we were to petition to get it back on, would you be willing to come out to kind of get it going again. Like right. kinda of like to come and inaugurate it. And I was like, sure, I'll come out and then we asked my other friend Rich to come out. Or rather they asked him to come out too and he agreed. So the two of us were invited back. So got approved, showed up and uh, it ended up being a lot of fun. I got to get. I'm, it's clear that I still have a lot of knowledge about RPGs, but I also still need to play a little bit more too. Funny because I have no free time. So, but, so, some some topics came up. Some
0: games came up that you were like a little behind on.
1: Well, not so much behind, but memory can get a little woozy too. I mean, you got to figure. There's no restriction on what people can bring up, so I was having to discuss video RPGs mm-hmm. from the entirety of my playing of video games. Well it's so. funny
0: because like I feel like the show that we do is a lot like that. I'm always amazed at how much knowledge you're able to pull out, like on the fly. It's a weird ability, but like sometimes you've got notes or sometimes you are thinking of the game that we have, but like sometimes I come up with a game and you are just on. And then I'm always amazed by that. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm trying to throw, i almost unintentionally throwing you curveballs, but maybe I should. Just if you heard of Waku Waku Desu
1: that's the Japanese name. Please, gotcha. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> you never call me that. Like no, you would call me that, not to my face. Yeah, Yo, you wouldn't call me that. No, of course not. Um, but like the one thing that was especially intriguing about this panel, besides the fact that both panels went exceptionally well, good. Um, there's been a running joke for a very long time. Yeah, about how I used to have a game called Albert Odyssey on the Sega Saturn, but then yeah. I gave it away to a friend in exchange for Shining Force Three. Yeah, not because. Most of because I didn't have, wasn't a big fan of Albert Odyssey, and I loved Shining Force, but didn't have it because I was a fool who returned to the store back when you could return games to game stuff. So, uh, once the collector head came in, everybody realized that I didn't have one of the last great Saturn RPGs. It became a regular joke every year where it's like, oh, you know what, we're great on this panel? Albert Odyssey. Oh, we probably own that game, blah, blah, blah. So, one of the panelists, Rich, who's a good friend of mine, he's actually one of the readers I was even to make the trip. Oh, wow. He, uh, Surprised me at the end of the panel, he went and found the game on eBay. It wasn't cheap. I know that much. Yeah, by virtue of the
0: game, classic Saturn. One of the last printed ones, too. That's got to be expensive. Mm -hmm.
1: And he surprised me, like, hey, I told you I'd give you this game. You didn't believe me. Here you go. That's so nice. I was like, holy pickles. Well, it's nice, but you know, you get that. That sense of like obligation. now. like, mm. I'm glad and I appreciate he gave it to me, and I wouldn't be like, don't do that for me. But <laughs> now I feel like anything I do is inadequate. It's like, here's that <laughs> latte. I bought an extra latte for you. It's yeah. not as
0: much as that video game cost, though. You got but, that that, that gift giving um, competition.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. In the funny part is not even so much competition. It's just that you don't. It's like I feel fine, but I always feel like it's not like I need to do something more now. But I'm going to. I got to fight the urge. Because it's not healthy. Um, That's good. But then, like, another thing that happened while I was out there was uh, well, we went to a board game cafe, which was awesome. It was called, coincidentally, Bonus Round Board Game (laughs) Cafe. Yeah, you posted about
0: that. You were like, Bonus Round Board Game Cafe. So it was just (laughs) board games and stuff?
1: Yeah, like, they served lattes and some, like, food items and the like. And you just played from a, chose from
0: an array of games and you could just play them. So with a whole, like, geek convention going on right next door this place was probably John
1: oh no this wasn't next door this was downtown Chicago like smack dab like we were there on a Monday afternoon so there was like one or two people there oh okay. like a guy and his girl showed up another guy who joined a game with us and mm-hmm. like another couple that showed up at one point but for the most part it was quiet but again it was Monday afternoon I right. was expected
0: real quick what would you
1: play um King of Tokyo finally I've never got to play yeah I've never
0: that. played that one either it always looks it looks simple But silly, but silly, but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It
1: deserves the accolades it gets. It's a good game. We played Concept again. Um, I like Concept. We got the person who worked. One of the people that worked at the store when she clocked out, clocked out for the day. She joined us in the game. She's like, I want to play too. It's like, Come on in. There's plenty
0: of room. You playing Concept with you is like the
1: best. Yeah, it's so funny. I get anxious. Like, how are you? How are you not? It's so obvious. It's a ball and a (laughs) die. Concept is a game where you have to get people to guess a, a statement, a word. Or name without talking and only by using like symbols and icons and pictures that are on a giant board. Yeah. Think
0: taboo, but zero words. Zero words, all pictures. Oh, yeah, it's amazing.
1: And it gets it gets really weird. But it's, it's really awesome. weird. It's
0: really weird, but it's just it's fun that way.
1: But all in all, it was a fantastic trip. Um, I got my something about going to Chicago. Like I have a base of friends out there where, for some reason, mm-hmm. you can I can just be really silly, and everybody else gets silly, and then eventually we start laughing to the point where we start crying. I don't know why that <laughs> happens. It only happens in Chicago. Wow. I don't get it, but it ultimately resulted in a good trip, and then, of course, you get back to the day-to-day, and it's like, shoot, I got there's so much to
0: do. I know. There's so much to do. Uh, well, the topic we were going to do today... We had a couple topics in mind. We had to settle on one because I was really bad at the other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in your defense, though, that topic is it was not one that you can necessarily plan for. It's more like it just happened. It's just like, going to oh, happen. we can
0: do it. And so we're going to have a really interesting one coming up. Um, but preview next week, we're going to have special guests. If you're a fan of podcasts, you need to tune in. It's going to be very cool. That's right. And then the week after frogs. that, it's going to be another cool one with some more special guests. Duh. Singular, probably. Or plural. Or, we don't know. We don't it know yet. apples. There could be anyone on the other end of that microphone. We don't know that. <laughs> um, but that's, I'm looking forward to that. But this week, we're talking about rain. Because rain has been pouring almost nonstop uh, for non-s- the last week. Nonstop. It's all in my basement. It's all outside. It's everywhere. It's rain. even in my raccoon booths. What's funny is for my picks, we're very chill. Very relaxing.
1: Mine are not. Okay. Well, oh, I see. I take it back. Some might be
0: But we'll find out We'll find out The I find when When it's raining outside To have like Kind of a relaxing effect inside It makes me want to just Take time off And just sit on the couch So This music Kind of fits that bill Even though <laughs> You know the game I've, I've seen playthroughs of it But I haven't had a chance to play it yet And I'm looking forward to trying it um, The game itself looks very stressful It's called It's called Rain World Rain. Oh, that weird little white rabbity thing. Yeah, you play like a rabbit mouse thing where everything wants to eat you, <laughs> and it doesn't stop raining. And it doesn't stop raining, um, and it's for the PS4. It's on Steam, and it is composed by James Primate and Lydia Ezrig, and this track is called "Stone Heads" from the game Rain World. Yep. That was Stoneheads from the game Rainworld for the PlayStation 4 and Steam, composed by James Primate and Lydia Esrig.
1: Stoneheads don't even absorb water. I wonder what that refers to. See, I've been curious about this one for a bit because I've watched the trailer
0: multiple times. Well, I know because the an- the animation of this game. So it's a two D, two dimensional platformer, kind of a pixely style, but it's super smooth animation. Super mm-hmm. super smooth. So yeah, like very, a little white weasel-looking thing. He's called Slugcat. Slugcat. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like a post-apocalyptic kind of world where it's always raining, and you're just trying to survive. And from what I've read, it's super hard because the controls are way hard to move around because because it is so so much animation in every every motion. It's supposed to be really hard, and there's no there's no like score and there's no life meter and there's nothing to keep track of what you're doing except like weird little symbols that are hard to make sense of so I, I've read I've, I've read a lot about this I was really interested in buying it but then I check it out and I'm like oh my god this is going to kill me, this game.
1: What, the difficulty or the atmosphere? The
0: dif- the difficulty of it. Like, of figuring it out and knowing where to go next. But, but it's you
1: play through Fez, I mean.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that game is all puzzles of pictures and things. Yeah, if you could do Fez, I don't mm-hmm. really see how you
1: could not handle Rain World.
0: But it looks really, really neat. Um, it's a very small development team. It was produced by Adult Swim. Which is interesting. Yeah,
1: they've been getting their hands into a lot of titles yeah. as of late. It's kind of nice how they
0: do that. They've got like they've got a um, very similar to I think Devolver Digital, where they just I think they're finding small i small shops with big ideas and just dropping them some and, money. Being like hey, if you want to do this, like we'll support you. It's a crazy idea that you know EA is not going to get behind. So. Just might work. Um, so yeah, it's a very unique, really cool soundtrack. It's all like this, and it reminds me of Odd World for some reason. You know, it's very atmospheric, very... I can see that. ...very minimal, like, rhythmically.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that because yeah. I picture the running left to right and getting that yeah. weird, like, screen sc- shift.
0: Yeah. It like, scroll, it just shifts. Yeah, lots of animation and all, like, a lot of frames of animation and turning around and running and stuff. And
1: then when the thing comes out of the ground and it uh, kind of manipulates what you thought was a static background.
0: Yeah. Like, whoa, this isn't good. But it's also very awesome. So, yeah. And it sounds like you're listening to music... That's being played outside, and in you're inside. You know.
1: This is a, it's music you can outrun a river too. Yeah. Or maybe walk alongside a river too. I can see that. As it's
0: flooding. And then it ends. It has this little, this little section of kind of a hint of a melody, and then it just stops. It stops. And it just that's stops. When,
1: that's when the rainwater overcomes you.
0: So I wonder Get out if, of the zone. First. I wonder if there's a loop in game. I, I don't really know, but. One of us will probably have to buy it. Yeah, I, I, there. There. there's a bunch of games that look really interesting to me right now. There's that one that Ed was playing that looked really cool. Oh, yeah, The Forgotten Anne. Yeah, that looks great. Another 2D platformer, like puzzle platformer with a lot of animation in it.
1: There's been a number of those dropping
0: lately, which yeah. is cool. Just like a nice little revival.
1: And I thought I heard rumors of like a Maniac Mansion revival.
0: That would be cool. <laughs> I heard that the X-Files adventure game is supposed to be a lot, a lot like that. I didn't know they had one. I, thought,
1: I remember there being like an old point and click one ish, I guess, from like way back when X Files was big on Fox mm. before the revival. Anyway,
0: uh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's what I saw. But I thought they did a new one. I could be wrong.
1: Worth looking up
0: because I I couldn't tell you. All right, so I'm really curious about what you have though. because you said that yours Adobe, is this very is a different. Roughy. Oh
1: yeah, it, that was a Mine is rough, but again, this this. This will be one for the for the listeners to truly judge me on because it's like this is what happens when Pernell's like crap, I'm behind in time. I got to think on the fly and pull some tunes. What's that? So, I'll go with my first one which is kind of an obvious one for me in a situation like that. And that is from the game Valkyrie Profile oh. and it's called Hopeless Resolution and it's composed by the obvious choice Motui Sakuraba Ooh, because he's
0: a beast of a man. Obvious choice because it's he's amazing.
1: Yes, he is. Yes, he he is. Back. you're listening to Hopeless Resolution from the game Valkyrie Profile, composed by Motui Sakuraba. Mm. This is a track, dude. Yes, yeah, so this is good. when I went for this topic, and due to the amount of time I had <laughs> given myself more specifically, <laughs> uh, I went with general remembrance oh, general remembrance of games where rain factors into a specific environment and the game. Yeah. Which means there was a lot of cases where I would go to a game and and realized that the Ray track was a very, very generic track, which didn't really mm. tr- didn't really apply well to either the level or the atmosphere. So I was like, I ah, can't use that. But this one I thought was a quality choice because this track plays in the Nethos Swamp area of the game. Now, Valkyrie Profile, for those who haven't played it, is a role-playing game where you are kind of, I guess, taking on the role of a Valkyrie who was... Taking on, who's rescuing the souls of dead warriors, and then training them for preparation for the War of Ragnarok. Not Thor, not Marvel. We're talking the actual original concept of Ragnarok. Okay. Um, so sometimes there are, are story dungeons that will pop up where the plot actually moves forward. But there's other times, most of the time, where you just kind of find yourself going to an environment where there's a restless spirit that needs to be knocked out of the <laughs> knocked down a pig. and this is, happens to be one of those places. And yet even with there being no stakes in mind for this dungeon this music is crazy It, yeah exactly oh, the, I love it, it. it it's, so it's like, like
0: it's... low stakes but then you have this heavy like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. It, yes oh, this... it's
1: so good like it it, oh, so good. it it creates anxiety when you wouldn't expect there to the <laughs> be and the rain's coming down there's
0: a cool trap there's
1: a marshy swamp area mm-hmm. where sometimes your character gets slowed down when they're running through it mm-hmm. uh, it's a nice little bit of a 2D maze to walk through as you try to traverse the atmosphere and the enemies there are pretty bloody annoying to a lot of flying jerks and in that game flying enemies are a pain in the butt because they're hard to couple, juggle and combo for those you know transformation crystals or special ability crystals right. I call them but overall this I started listening to this track for the episode and then I proceeded to listen to the entire Valkyrie Profile OST because I'll say this I said it on my Facebook and I'll say it here yeah Valkyrie Profile is probably one of the top OSTs of any game mm-hmm. ever produced ever produced I'd put it in my top 10 easily, and I'll, I'll fight to buy for it. <laughs> I, this is actually... That's really good. It's actually the first video game OST I actually physically purchased with money. Like, I went to the store and bought this, this OST, and I still own it to this
0: day. It's two discs. It's, oh, it's actually... The, the soundtrack is two discs. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. It's
1: the actual soundtrack. Not a Lock. knockoff, either. The so there's, a sec- there's
0: a section coming up that's really good. That's The, the base is like a... This part right here. Yes. So listen, the bass is just one note. Don dum dum, dum 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 So awesome. I'm just imagining this guy on stage with the bass just, like, headbanging. Just hitting that one-up. da 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 da, 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 da. This is And then, like, take... Sakuraba in the background with a guitar Just going. It makes me oh, wish so good.
1: somebody, now I kind of want somebody to, like, take this, the volume, the Lennon Sprite, and just kind of mm. give her a guitar and make an
0: animated Yeah. Movie. Oh, that is a awesome track and it loops so nicely it comes right back into that opening section and it fits the rainy atmosphere for me
1: because rain takes on one of two forms for a person. Rain can be soothing and serene and atmospheric you want to kind of get lost in it and let the rain cascade downward
0: and then rain can be a legitimate force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Terrifying. Or it can or, or it's just really heavy and you're like racing to your car, you're trying to get inside, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Oh, where's my umbrella? Ah Why is my window down in <laughs> yeah. my door too? Like it's just
1: rain is an amazing force of nature mm-hmm. that I feel like it can take on a number of different roles. This just happens to be one of the many. Well how and about I think the
0: music portrays it well. How about? I take us back a little bit to a calmer, oh, a calmer pulse. situation. I'm feeling rushed. To... All right, so this is a very, it's a very relaxing game. I mean, it's, it you play this game to relax. It's called Monument Valley. Have you heard of this one? No. It's very popular. It's, this is the second one. This is Monument Valley 2. They made a sequel? Yeah, it's for iOS. Only. That explains it. That explains it, yeah. <laughs> and it's very atmospheric. It's very heavy on the puzzles, but it's beautiful. It's an amazing looking game. And this track is called the Gamelan Rain Melody, which takes place during the Sunken City stage. And it's composed by Todd Baker for the iOS. (laughs) Thank you. melody from the game Monument Valley 2 for iOS composed by Todd Baker so yeah very very chill Um, the gamelan is I'm not sure if it's an instrument or if it it describes certain types of instruments but I know it's Indonesian and it's all around um, brass big brass uh, bells but not a big brass band no, no, not a big brass band, but like uh, percussion, you know, I hit them. And so I've heard it like really crazy fast, but I've heard a lot of stuff like this. And it's just really, really relaxing. What's really interesting is in the game, the music is more minimal than this. More but, so? But what you, what, what you tap on to move around and the, the, the objects you interact with um, play tones in the key of the music. So it's a little interact, kind of like Res. Okay, so basically, the atmosphere
1: provides more of a rhythmic atmosphere
0: too, right? To go so along you, with the rest of the yeah, game. you start to play along a little bit rhythmically, you know, just intuitively with with the game. So a lot of these sounds that you hear these these on um, these bells and things are actually you know as you're interacting with things in the game. So it's not usually this cohesive. So, but on the soundtrack, it's all put together as one piece, which makes sense. I
1: mean, it sounds good because it's kind of hard to differentiate like just random sounds yeah. oh. in a just in a soundtrack album but by incorporating it like this mm-hmm. you get a taste for what a basic melody for the stage would be like and yeah. honestly the game seems fun too like i like the idea of uh, apparently is a you described it well as an escher painting style yeah. visuals
0: isometric um, that you can sort of manipulate a little bit but in a way that yeah in a very escher kind of way where certain certain surfaces are not facing the way that you expect them, and little dun- and the character's a little dunce boy. Yeah,
1: and the dunce cap doesn't really mean. I see I guess it does kind of make him mean he's kind of densey or dopey. But that's where the player comes in, right? Dropping, pulling, sliding, plopping. It's nice. There's no tapping him along his little merry way. There's no um. There's no time
0: limit. You know. There's no enemies chasing you. Well, except for the time limit of your soul. Right. Yeah. How much time do you want to put into it? But no, it's it's really really neat, really cool looking game. In this kind of music, I always kind of wonder though when it comes to stuff like this. You mm. have these games
1: where they're meant to be relaxing and mellow, and you just kind of play at your own pace and right. enjoy it. But then they put these tracks on mm-hmm. where they make you feel relaxed and mellow too, almost to the point of falling asleep. You're like, do you want me to re- do you want me to keep anxious and active with your game,
0: or do you want me just kind of oh, oh I got too relaxed, I just kind of kind of dropped it there. I dropped my iPad. Well, I I think that people relate to music and sound in different ways. That makes
1: sense. Like somebody Some, like swish a glass of wine and tap a little yeah. dunce boy.
0: Oh, well, well, Christy played through this the first one, and I think part of it was the music was just so relaxing. She wanted to have that, you know, that that soothingness, and that encouraged her to to keep playing until she completed the game.
1: Honestly, what you're just saying, like, in, basically, if you're craving the the mellow state,
0: yeah, exactly. of Music, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if it was a more manic game of maybe dropping blocks, or, or that would be a relaxing yeah, game, or racing point. the clock against an opponent, then yeah, some faster music would definitely be in store. In the cards, in the cards, for now, it's in the cards, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but fortunately that would kind of go against the original <laughs> purpose of the games. So. Yes,
0: yeah, I think so. Keeping it classy and mellow. Yeah, purpose of the game, I think, is just. Um, just to enjoy the, the beauty of the monuments. Not the Stoneheads. That was from the other game. In the Valley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your sec- second track, right? Yeah, what's your second track? Well, I think my
1: next track is going to be maybe Keep It Mellow just because that's where I am right now. All right. So this was a track that I kind of pulled out of nowhere. Didn't even, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good one. Um, this is from the game Mega Man 10. And the track really? title is just "Silent Rain," and hopefully it may also soothe you. Well, not quite soothe, but it'll. It's not heavy as my usual stuff tends to be. <laughs> All right. listening to Silent Rain from the game Mega Man 10,
0: composed by... <laughs> Ipo Yamana, Ryu Kawakami, Hiroki Isogi I'm sorry, Isogai, and Yu Shimoda. Um, there were other um, previous composers of, of other Mega Man games they brought on to do Robot Master tracks, but these um, four composers... Did the the core music? So I think they did the Wily stages. They did the uh, the intro music and everything else. So that makes me believe one that this is not a Robot Master stage at all. No, it is not. And it's probably one of these core composers that worked on the on the game.
1: That's a. I think I have to agree with you on that. Yeah. This is this track is well, Mega Man Ten didn't get a lot of people kind of gave it a bit of hate in some respects because they kind of felt like after Mega Man 9 it made for like a kind of weak follow up. But I thought the game was actually pretty clever not clever but fairly quality as far as like entertaining uh, entertainment value goes. But one thing I like about this game was the f- way it portrayed the Dr. Wily stages because it was done in a way that was unlike any of the other ones they'd done prior. So mm. typically Dr. Wily's first stage in the Mega Man game, not all of them, but a lot of the Mega Man games, will consist of like a start off of the level. And as you progress through, like the sky might get darker or lightning might strike. Basically, the level kind of changes to indicate that things are getting darker. Yeah, things, things are, are getting, getting s- rougher.
0: Yeah, things are getting serious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way
1: this game did it, it was more like at the very beginning of the level, you're actually running to his castle in the rain. Is pouring rain, oh, cool. and it's like you're kind of sneaking into the fortress. And then eventually, once you finally get make way to the front door, or sneaky door, whatever you're doing, you trip an alarm, which triggers one of the first of multiple boss fights on the same stage. Uh, and you- then once you do that, mm-hmm. the music changes to the normal
0: Dr. Wily stage theme, which is spectacular. So, so Really good. Do you think that little bling, 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 bling sound is, is supposed to be that alarm?
1: I wouldn't go there because that happens like, while you're just out and about. So, like, It's not like a mm. thing they slip in there. It's just more like you walk into the room, the lights come on, and then this machine starts up and these like, three cores that take on like all the different robot oh, master see, powers from previous games go, 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 start running.
0: It's, it's interesting that the muse, this music itself, the, the, the notes have kind of a delay effect to it. The b- 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 Kind of like rain falling down, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat.
1: It's very clever and I think this definitely does a way of like
0: Kind of adding a little bit of
1: another facet of like how rain can work, slipping under the cover of rain. Yeah, you know, because all the sound rain makes is pretty easy for a person to just kind of tip to not tiptoe, but kind of step through it and blend in with the actual mm. sound.
0: What's cool is is that for to animate rain, you need kind of a depth of resolution of pixels. You know, you need extra pixels to have rain hit the hit the ground or or to animate it more. Yeah, you know, on, on a lot of classic games, that like you just didn't really have the, the bandwidth to do something like that. So it's wonder- interesting that we're, that we're getting an NES title to, to to simulate rain.
1: Well, I feel I would say for Mega Man Nine and Ten, they those were what I'd call faux eight. Oh yeah, yeah. I
0: call it NES, but it was. Not really, NES style. Yeah, but they definitely pulled
1: some tricks that the NES could not do. Like, I want to say, yeah. a lot of old NES games that they factored in as like, atmospheric effects, like actual rain mm. on the screen, something else would have to take a hit in order to accommodate for that. Oh yeah,
0: you that. can only have so many moving objects, and it can only it can only keep track of um, collision boxes and and moving sprites. So it can only do so many at one time. So if, if some were moving, and some others were moving, probably only... St- Probably only a handful of those sprites had collision detection on them.
1: It yeah. actually makes me think, too. Like, I haven't played it in a while, but someone who's listening to the episode has, with a fresher mindset than we have right now... Uh, Ninja Gaiden 2, mm-hmm. Dark Sword of Chaos, had a level where it was snowing. Yeah. And the snow would go left, right, and base, and that would determine you know, how oh, far you could jump.
0: I should have picked one of those tracks.
1: <laughs> uh, but, like, uh, the level... Due to the way the snow was coming down constantly mm-hmm. I would I want to say there were definitely some graphical like tears and stuff that would pop up in the level because of it.
0: Yeah, those 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 things were moving like I feel like it was another parallax background moving much 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 faster of just, you know, dots, <laughs> you know. I think you're right too for sure it, but it was a it was it was a very
1: at the time for sure oh, it was a weird music. design of a level like no one had seen that oh, before man. in the S game. But
0: when that music kicks in and then the, and you see the wind coming at you yeah, I got pumped man oh. that that makes me feel so good. Yes, mountain running. Mm. So it's funny that earlier you were talking about Fez <laughs> because I picked the track from Fez. Oh seriously? <laughs> yeah, there's a whole world in Fez that is a cemetery. Or mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a cemetery. Um, it's a very dark world, and it's constantly raining, and, there's, and it's constantly having like thunder and lightning. It's really, really loud. Thunder and lightning. Thunder. There's a thunder. It's thunder. It's thunderbolt. <laughs> thunderbolt. Thunder. Thunderbolt the game. Um, so this track is just called Death because the whole stage is just a graveyard, like it's just gravestones, and it's really, really dark. And it's from the game Fez, and composed by. Disaster piece, one of my favorites. That was Death, from the game Fez, composed by Rich Vreeland, a.k.a. Disaster Piece. That didn't
1: sound much like indigestion to me. I don't get it. (laughs) What am I missing? You're not missing anything, I'm just thinking about the feeling of death, which usually comes from
0: eating way too much. Oh, well the opening of this, that really deep tone, that's, that my, that's like my stomach. T- that's my stomach.
1: That's one too many burritos.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> this game, man. It took over my life for a very long time.
1: Yeah, I will say that of all the people I know, I can't think of too many other people who were accomplished as much in that game mm-hmm. as you did. Like, I bought the game when it came out and barely scratched it. hmm La Mulana was my baby. Yeah,
0: you took this one on. But well, there, there's a lot to there's a lot to uncover in this game, and then there's more still, and it's all just it's there under the surface. You just have to keep digging at it, which is really cool, and it's all just exploration too. There's no, I mean, the map you get like a little uh, the, the place you are on the map, it gets like a little circle around it if you've been there before, mm-hmm. and you get a gold thing on it if you've collected what you have to off of it. So did
1: and it, that's you the only have something to get.
0: Yeah, mo- I think most of them do. Most of them have a cube you gotta collect. Last record, there was the cubes, and it was, like, the dark cubes. Yep. So you collect all the cubes to finish the game. You collect all the dark cubes, plus the regular cubes to really finish the game. And then there was some extra stuff, too. I can't remember off the top of my head. But it's very... Rainbow cube. I accidentally found a glitch in the game. So if there is... If you're playing this, and you go to a section where there's a giant bell, you have to ring the bell so many times and you get a cube for it. It's probably patched out by now. If you download this now, I'm sure it's patched out. But if you keep ringing the bell, it keeps dropping cubes. So does it add to your cube count? Yeah, it does. Oh, wow. So I ended the game with more than I was supposed to have. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, that happened. But it's just something like, I guess like the, they didn't put a cap on the variable or something, so it just kept adding and adding. Because I was like, oh, great, that's how I get the cube, awesome. And I was like, I'm gonna hit the button again, because I, I just want to hear the tone. And then another cube came down, and I'm like, that probably shouldn't have happened. <laughs> well, one more time for good measure. <laughs> one more time just to make sure. Um, yeah, this game's great. This game's great. I love the music. I love the sound that disaster piece gets. I think I played a a lot more of his music on the show than something like say, Rystar. No, no you haven't. I don't know. I've played a lot of Fez music. I played a lot of music already from the game Hyperlight Drifter.
1: I feel, I feel like I know you've played one or two tracks but I yeah, won't count that as a lot nothing's topping rice right, though <laughs> I, I swear you've played the entire OST
0: so I, I said, we have a, a YouTube station that plays video game music uh, 24 hours a day 7 days a week go check it out Rhythm and Pixels Radio 13 months a year <laughs> and <laughs> I sit on it at work while I'm like doing other stuff and if I hear Rystar come on I just jump on the chat and type Rystar son <laughs> 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 and I drop off
1: that's a game I want to go back and mess around with more too I, I finished it back in the day but it was a very odd title for what it was like, yeah, yeah
0: Rystar is cool it's a little slow too for what it is yeah considering that was the next
1: game that like the the first not Sonic title that the Sonic team ended up coming up with that people knew of, it was quite the juxtaposition. It's like yeah. go from a fast
0: hedgehog to a very slow shooting star. How does that even make sense? <laughs> I don't know. God, the music is so good, though. All right, what's what's your last track? I'm really curious about this, because your take on this topic it has been interesting. Well, my last track
1: actually stems from a recent title I've been playing, but, the again, when the, concept, the topic of rain came up, mm-hmm this was probably the second thing that came to mind after the Valkyrie Profile level. And this is from a game called Radiant Historia. Now, the track itself may not be specific to Rain, but the specific place in which it first plays is, to me, a, quite a nice triumph in a game way a, a way a game would display and make use of Rain. Huh. So I thought this would be a good choice. So the track title is called Rebellion. It's from the game Radiant Historia, Hope you guys dig it. What system is this for? The Nintendo DS. DS. Welcome back. You're listening to the track titled "Rebellion" from the game Radiant Historia, composed by huh, Yoko Mora hmm. Did not realize, but glad it is. This is a great track, man. I love, I love that sound. It is a very tense, awesome game.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's tense. It's it's definitely has, I think, an adventurous element to it with the uh, the way the the violins are going. It might be because of where how I associate. Oh yeah, yeah. So tell me because I don't know anything about the game.
1: So the game this is actually not even a spoiler because it's at the very beginning of the game. So mm, okay. you no. Know, so um, essentially, Radiant Historia is a RPG game where the player has the means of which to jump between timelines and change the events of them so that the outcomes that were expected to occur do not, so that the timeline continue onward as so you kind hopefully of hopefully intend to change history. Yes. Uh and the way that that first comes to mind and when you come to realize it is at the very beginning, like your very first mission is to kind of, meet up, rendezvous with like a, with a, not a spy, but a agent out in the Hawaii, in the mm. field for information. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it is up be kind of a, being kind of a trap. And unfortunately, even though you're under the guise of rain, you ultimately find yourselves pinned in and unman- outgunned and outmatched, and essentially your, all of your friends get murdered oh, under the rain as your main character is trying to escape with the information he got from the from the agent in the field, wow. the, which is pretty much what they need to preserve, the, preserve their kingdom. Mm-hmm. But you don't quite make it, and everyone dies, and you, while fatally wounded, dive into a river, a raging river, and barely survive. But everyone else is dead, and you're kind of haunted by and wounded, and then you learn of something really weird, which is that you have the means of which to go back and alter fate. Oh, and so and that's things. like the catalyst
0: for you deciding to go back and change history. Because uh. mm-hmm.
1: it ends up being like a really cool plot where it's like, hey, there's hey. this big war going on between these mm-hmm. two nations, but that's not the real issue. The real issue is something that you can't even see, but the only way you'll ever actually uncovered is by manipulating time and huh. basically... ...playing multiple scenarios that... ...basically playing through both scenarios in a sense and learning, okay, crap, this guy in this timeline is to this situation in this timeline, <laughs> which will ultimately lead you to the great truth where all the timelines converge into one greater story. I am looking forward to the resolution because I'm still playing it oh, to well. this day. I That's love That's interesting
0: how the mechanic... Well, maybe the mechanic of the game is, is, is changing time, but like the story is changing the timelines of all these different things... But there's like, it, it's like they're all faded to one ending. Yep. Because I'm actually curious to see
1: how it's going to work because it's like very minute things that make big results. So the very first major choice you make after you rescue your friends and get out of this hairy pinch is determining whether or not you want to work with a particular espionage unit that you've already been working with from the beginning of the game, or if you want to change to work with a unit that your friend heads up. That's the first major choice,
0: and it splits the two timelines into huh. two completely different routes. Right. Something as simple as that. So then, do you personally, do you believe that there can be changes? You enact changes to your history, but there's ultimately large events that are fated to occur.
1: I feel like nothing's truly fated. Mm-hmm because everything has some sort of cause and effect. Are there things that will occur that we ultimately can't change ourselves? Likely because they're granders, they're grand scale events. So, mm-hmm. I mean, think of, for example, like this might be a little bit morbid, but this is Pernell talking on <laughs> this weird topic. <laughs> so you figure like uh, resource me? management, you know, global resource management. Right. You know, if I said I am going to stop eating meat, because the amount of resources that go on to create to producing a cow to turn into ground chuck is X amount mm-hmm. I have a very 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 small blueprint on that decision like on that outcome like obviously what I do matters but how grand of it not very it takes a massive movement to make such a make a change that will result in the actual industry making a change that will result in the less lesser use of the resource to make the truly turn back that outcome that will result from massive use of limited resources. Mm. So it's like, it, does that mean people should not try to do things? Oh no, quite the contrary. You do what you think you need to do to best alter the world in the way that you see is most meaning being meaningful. The power of many starts with a few individuals. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. So like, but you can't. Basically, yeah. you can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. But by virtue of the fact that you can't do it alone doesn't mean you shouldn't try. So mm. that's what I meant by
0: the sense of like global like grand changes, grand event. Yeah. I mean like, um, let's say you were in a car accident next week, right? Okay. Was, well, no matter what you did, if, if you tried to change that from happening, that was always going to happen.
1: Well, I had an event that occurred that I could tell you right now why there's always something that could change. It. So mm. many years ago, back where I, around the time I first got my truck. Um, like you're going to
0: tell me a story about how you traveled through time. And
1: Yeah, this already <laughs> happened, by <the> way. <laughs> No, no. Um, so I was basically about to go to get my car to drive to People's Plaza. I can't remember why I was going there. I think I was going to the movies or something. Right. But uh, on the way out the door, I got a phone call. Mm. So I stopped in my doorway, took the phone call. Went back in the house. While I was on the phone, like, very shortly after getting on the phone, mind you. Right. Oh, geez. My car got shot up. Oh,
0: yeah, I remember that.
1: So, things happened. Small events happened. Somebody in another time zone thought, I need to call Purnell about this thing. Right now, Hmm. that phone call that I ultimately decided to answer instead of ignoring resulted in me being in the house when I would have been getting in the car that was getting shot up. Wow. So, that's what I mean. Like, things can occur, small events that can make big changes. (laughs) It's just, you really can't gauge them. And by the time you know of them, it already happened. You can't go back and fix it, but you can easily plot out the events that led to an event. Yeah. So that's what I think that's a large part of when people make the comment by like those who are to do repeat basically those who don't learn from history are doing to repeat it because while you can't change what already happened you can mm-hmm. take it into effect or to understanding what led up to the event maybe if that's a situation that can be prevented from happening again by taking X amount of steps it's better to do that than just to go eh whatever happens happens <laughs> I'll just keep doing that same thing and then the problem will occur again and again so that sort of thing yeah um, anyway, Delaware Come to Delaware <laughs> Delaware's not so bad <laughs> Delaware's a good, place. A good I, place I lived in a rough neighborhood I still call it home But I called it But it was a rough neighborhood Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Also pew pew <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna pull the track down Let's get into a very deep bonus raft B-b-b-
1: Bonus round, board game cafe <laughs> On the corner of Clark, <laughs> Do you remember Belmont, Chicago, Illinois. Now Chicago. That can be a rough place, right? Yeah, depending though. That's like you're talking like maybe South Chicago off of Cicero. That mm. gets pretty friggin' rough. But most of the areas I end up in, they're just large scale
0: metro zones. Right. Yeah, Yeah. The usual. Yeah. Pretty the much. Usual. So the. Bonus round is the part where Pernell and I talk about cities, places we've lived in, places we've had food. It's a, it's where we play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme. So I went for kind of the obvious game choice: the game Heavy Rain, Jason, um, because well, you know, there's a lot of rain in that game. Yes, there is. The in- I think it's raining the, the entire, entire time yeah, you play it. I think so. And um, this is the th- a remix of the theme composed by. I'm sorry, remixed by Amela. And it's it's a really cool, cool remix. So check this out. the heavy rain theme remix by amela that was a really cool remix i wish it was by press x to jason it's very cinematic i thought like you'd hear that in a um like an action sequence or in a really suspenseful part of like a crime thriller you know it's definitely fitting for the
1: game then that's for darn Mm -hmm. sure that game is a it's quality title like I don't know if I'd ever go back and play it a second time, but that first playthrough for me was oh, yeah. very riveting. And I don't care what anybody I say a lot of people were, were, were in the game first came they were claiming that they saw the twist coming a mile away. I call it BS. <laughs> <laughs> people do that a lot. In oh, hindsight, yeah, yeah. they I'm saw I'm a coming. smart guy. I know that was coming <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like a lot of times it's gotten to the point where if I'm not with the person as the game is taking place or the movie's taking place and I don't hear them outright mm-hmm. say, that guy's the doer, that's the, that's the culprit, I'm not going to buy it. Because after it's happened, of course you're
0: going to say that. Oh, I, I totally knew it was him. No, you freaking didn't. Yeah. No, one didn't. This game has a big following, too. I, I, I only know a little bit about it. I started to watch some playthrough online, and it's got a very uncanny valley... Kind of thing going on With the faces
1: A man's son Gets kidnapped And he'll do anything He can to save him That's Mm. pretty much The premise Right And also other people Are involved in doing stuff
0: And there's like a killer Called the origami killer Right Yeah his son is taken By the origami killer Oh okay
1: Actually I want to say Two of his sons are because the beginning of the game he loses one son, mm. and then that's like the prologue. And then like later on in the game he loses his other son, and that's when he's like, "Oh my god, I can't do
0: this again." And then he has another son he doesn't even know about. He was then- taken before he was even born. <laughs> just gone. Just took him. <laughs> so what, Liam Neeson? What do you got? What,
1: what you what you have? I got nothing. Yeah, nothing. That's right. Ah, uh, between the trip and just being way terrible my apologies everybody i don't have a remix or a cover i do have a track yeah that i do like let's get into it it's just not a cover that track is from the game silent hill downpour and the track title is just town rain not chocolate just
0: oh <laughs> good just town rain good i'll play that track <laughs> i'll play that track instead
1: Welcome back to Rhythm and Pixels, where I am petting a dog. (laughs) And also, you are listening to the track Town Rain from the game Silent Hill Downpour, composed by Daniel Licht. Um, So, fun fact, I I didn't have a ton of time, but I was kind of wanting to find a remix from Silent Hill Downpour, but wasn't quite coming across any of that. I genuinely was like, I gotta do it. This is the one I want. So it ended up being this track, which I think is good because it's very fitting for the atmosphere of the game. It pretty much plays... When you're running around the actual town itself, exploring, and the rain is kind of a major component in how the gameplay works, because the heavier the rain, (laughs) heavy rain, um, the (laughs) more prone to the the more prone you are to experiencing monsters in your line of sight. Basically, more rain equals more demons.
0: Like in um, that one game with the zombies, the Capcom title. You're in the mall. Oh, Dead Rising. Dead Rising, right. It's nighttime, and there's more zombies, and they're stronger, right? Yeah, and in this game, though, it's ne- it never stops raining, but it does rain harder, mm.
1: and it's an interesting mechanic because it's also the first, I'd want to say, sense, feeling sense of open-world Silent Hill. Mm. Homecoming had its you know, like it's bits of exploration, but this game had, you could just kind of walk into random houses here and there. We're well, not random, but there were a right. lot of houses you could walk into that had their own self-contained story.
0: So this one was on PlayStation 3 and 360. Do you know if it got ports to like the PS4, the PS network? Unfortunately not. Uh, the
1: game itself didn't get a lot of love from, mm-hmm. the, from the populace. Um, I can't recall the reasoning behind the why, but it was unfortunate because I thought this game actually had a great story to it. It wasn't, very twisty and turny like you know some of the earlier Silent Hill games were it was pretty I felt it was fairly straightforward like I won't say you knew it was coming but if someone said they saw this twist coming (laughs) I could go with it you'd be like yeah I got you I got you I think you're onto something here but it was a quality title I enjoyed the experience and I feel like a lot of people could genuinely relate to what the main character was Hmm. going through it Hmm. wasn't some far-fetched thing I will say you know Games that involve looking, help looking for kids or saving kids. There's something about that it just resol- it just resonates with the player. That's probably why there's so many of them coming out lately. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely this one definitely resonated with me mm. in a quality way. I've played through it three times. Oh, okay. You know, I don't do that.
0: Yeah, me. right. Well, I mean, what's well, a Silent Hill game? You try you try to get more of the endings. Even with that, like I've only played through the
1: third game once. I only played through the room once. Hmm. Um. I've played through two multiple. I times. never
0: finished the room. That room. was tough. That got tough when the guy was chasing you. Yeah, once the, once you
1: started having to carry Eileen around and Psycho <laughs> McGee was following you around with dual
0: pistols, oh, just so, laughing and shooting at yeah, you. Yeah, I couldn't keep up. I was like, there's a point where I just can't play a game anymore. <laughs> like my skill is just not going to get any better for now.
1: And it's even rougher when you factor in the fact that your ending is partly based on how much damage she I takes.
0: I, I was going to be like, oh really? Mm-hmm. I was I, I was. I would be. I would hope for an option to turn the difficulty down halfway through the game, just for that. Just situation. so that I could finish it and be like, okay, I can experience the rest of the game. So I remember
1: that but knowing, like Oh man, she got
0: she got so beat up. Mm-hmm. There was no yeah, way I I was cattle get any decent ending out of the end of that. That's oh yeah, yeah, you give her a decent weapon. I think she had a purse. Yeah, no, her no, no, default no. was a purse. She but... had. A, I gave her like um. It was like a baton. That was probably the cattle prod. Oh man. But the cattle pride But was Too it. late. I gave it to her way too late. I was probably <laughs> like, oh my God, I could change her weapon? Give me this purse. <laughs> <Be> <laughs> what off are you doing fighting off purse. demons with a purse? Um, so, for more information on the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com and we'll have links to their band camps and uh, SoundCloud's and uh, patreons and we can buy the music and support the artists what we won't have there is self-defense tips on with purses right because you You should be using something you can take a class on that yes that's better
1: jitsu not so much yeah we're
0: not experts don't listen to us don't listen you'll get in trouble (laughs) and then we'll get in trouble Hey, thanks for listening to our show, Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. And thanks for listening to our episode 13-6 of the show, where we talk about rain. It's <laughs> just rainy, rainy games. Rainy day music, rainy day jams. And I'm
1: not going to sing that song from Sailor Moon because I like you guys enough to not do
0: mm, that. You're going to have to sing that for me later. Nah,
1: I like you too much for <laughs> that too, Rob. Sorry.
0: Oh, man. Rainy
1: Day Man, it was called, though. You can look it up on the internet I'll, and I'll look it up. I'll look it up.
0: Poor dubbed music. Oh, jeez. So this has been Podcast World 13, Episode 6. And I think this has been... Well, over 120 episodes of the show now. It's We're pretty cool. Still We're
1: still trucking. Right. Though yeah. I got to say, it's actually surprisingly getting challenging to find music, but that's part of what I like about it because there's, there's so much out there. There's so
0: much to choose from, which is great.
1: Yeah, that's what makes it weird. like if it was just pull some music, easy, easy, easy. But by virtue of our style of going with themes, it feels like a fun challenge every day. Yeah, week.
0: I like it. I like doing it this like, way. I
1: could do it. I could come up with something. <laughs> it got me something. And I dig deep. Some of the some of the stuff I'll go into is like oh wow well, like I pulled wizardry off the shelf oh s- yeah <laughs> last night I was like I want to play this game yeah
0: because like like listening to this music encourages you to be, oh I should try this game again I remember remember really enjoying it or I've always wanted to to pick this one up or for me it's the um, oh the music is really good I gotta see how this you know it's implemented. The only downside is like I I'm like I, I'm hoping to get caught up some
1: I'm like buried reviews uh, so it's like, oh, really? <laughs> Jeez. so I was like okay time to boot up choro Q nah you gotta play Fox and the force first and write up a, 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 write up a review for that which by the way I haven't written the review yet I'm going to probably the next day or two well by the time this is read listened to by people it'll be done but okay. I recommend Fox and Force good it's a great Super Nintendo inspired game.
0: It is legit. Fox and Forest? Yeah, the title's stupid. Is it Steam? Yeah, it's on Steam, and I think the Switch got it recently, Mm. too. The Switch is getting a lot of ports Mm. from uh, the the PC... system this is getting a lot of like, ports yeah, a lot of companies yeah, lot of are of seeing that
1: the switch is popular yeah thereby they themselves can get a piece of the pie by re-releasing their title or just generally I releasing think that's, the title on the switch
0: i, I think that's great oh for yeah, sure absolutely any place you can get access to a game worth playing is a good thing yeah. to have it you no should. i just hope that like in, in future systems they carry over these titles because we were just talking about silent hill on the ps3 and xbox 360 where there's no, unless I have those systems plugged back in again and I can find them there, I can't play those again
1: yeah it's an unfortunate side effect to yeah. the advancement of the tech I mean I am a huge proponent of backwards compatibility if you yeah. can gain access to it but unfortunately sometimes companies just either they don't feel like it or they want to feel that old dash of greed hey why make it backwards compatible when we can just resell it again as a port or an upscaler mm-hmm. or whatever 1080p 4k releases lately have been all the re-release rage and it drives me freaking baddie. but eh, it's not here
0: nor there i am not an opportunity guy. for me to go and pick them up for the first time in a new way
1: oh that i don't mind that i don't mind it's more like uh, you're you, you feel compelled it's, well, I don't know. I don't. I, I fight like, for example, Dragon's Crown just got a release like that. Hmm. They called it the Battle and Release Edition, <laughs> and it's all oh, I add, it, it added orchestral music that. and 4K resolution. And my take is for people like yourself who are like, I'm missing the PS3. I like to play on PS4. That's awesome. Okay. You should totally play about Dragon's Crown. That's a great beat 'em up inspired by uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the old okay. Dungeons and Dragons beat 'em ups. Yeah. But given how long the game has been since the game originally released. Mm-hmm. They couldn't add like, two levels. Uh, something to just give you more
0: to play. I mean, I'm not going to rebuy the game again to play the same game oh, again. Oh, I remember this game. You guys were playing this on uh, PSP or Vita or something? Vita and PS3. I have right. it on both systems. I remember that now. And it's just... It could have done more. Like, there's games like... I cool.
1: mean, how Radiant Historia game I just mentioned earlier yeah. in the episode. That got a perfect chronology release on the 3DS. And they added stuff to that. I mean... That was my intent to rebuy it and play it again. Because like now I can play through it again, do the bonus content, mm-hmm. and experience it. Strange Journey Redux just came out for Senegami Tensei Strange Journey for 3DS. That got a brand new ending in full-on chapters. Like a brand new like, oh, wow. last half to three quarters of the game.
0: <laughs> Those Persona games and uh, Mega Ten games, they just keep, keep coming with more content.
1: Do it. I yeah, want them all. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get these companies like, hey, remember that game you played seven years ago? It's the same game. 4K. Love it. Oh, man. Buy it for full price. You know you want to again. Like, no, I really don't. <laughs> I like 4K graphics, but I will I have tons of new games I can experience that Yeah,
0: imagine like they go back to the studios and they're like, well, we want to re-release the title, but you know you, they're working on maybe other things, so they're never going to go and do more content, but maybe they'll they'll, they'll move it over and, and, and spruce up like the graphics. They can have a whole separate team, but maybe their creative team is doing other things.
1: I'm not going to understand yeah. that for sure. Don't get me wrong, but I deep down... It's just, just people, Prunell. It's people.
0: It's just easy money. I Games are people.
1: And deep down, I bet they'd acknowledge that too. It really is just easy money. It's like, hey, we can just dig out oh. the wheelhouse and just...
0: Well, I, I'm sure further up the chain you go, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The margin on these are much higher.
1: Yeah. Release that burger at people, like that McRib. you put it back out. Can we improve the barbecue sauce? Nah, you don't need it. All right,
0: all right. We've gone too far.
1: Now we're talking about the McRib is too far. Don't be talking about my
0: McRib. I do. Hey, the McRib is... (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't even eat meat. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, if if you want to say hi to us, if you have uh, an idea for a topic, or if you um, just want to say hello... Or if you're an artist yourself, if you're um, a composer or if you're a remix artist, uh, send us an email. Let us us know who you are. RhythmPixels at Hotmail.com And if you want more information about the show, a full track listing for every episode, access to all the episodes, and links to all of the other projects that we're working on, check out the website. RhythmPixels.com if you want to say hello to us on social media, which Facebook and Instagram or Twitter, all of those places, just search Rhythm and Pixels, all one word, usually, and we'll, we'll pop up there. Um, a lot of the conversation seems to be happening on Facebook, but we post when uh, new episodes are coming out, and, and we post silly memes and pictures of my cat and stuff like that, yum, yum. and music that we're listening to at the time. Um, and where we're going next um, I just posted about Too Many Games uh, Games Expo happening I think it's jul- no June, June 24th June 24th I know in Pennsylvania. I can't 2018 it. I know you're not going to be around but I will be there um, along with bands like Steel Samurai and Random Battles who we've also had on the show in past episodes
1: yes they're both quality oh, quality very, very bands good.
0: and um, if you want to support the show the best thing you can do if you like the show is to share it um, with your friends, share it with your family or whoever. Put it on social media, on Facebook. Just, just share the link. You don't even have to say anything. Um, that's, that's the best thing you can do. It's
1: surprisingly uh, hard to get exposure when you want just to share it with people. Yeah, I don't know how to explain. It. It's just
0: hard. To yeah, do. it's hard to do, and um, so all we can do is ask. And um, if you want to support us uh, financially, we appreciate that too. Don't have to, but it's, it's really nice. Go to Patreon.com/Rhythmandpixels. Um, and if uh, you are a Patreon subscriber, you get access to mixtapes of the most current episode every week. You get uh, access to a live stream of us recording an episode once a month. And we say your name on the show, and maybe I'll pronounce it correctly. Maybe. You so, can't
1: make any promises there. We want to
0: thank, first and foremost, Alux the Messenger.
1: Alux? Uh, now you're just...
0: T- yeah. yeah. I want to thank uh, Brian Kunkel. <laughs> I want to thank... Um, Booby Orson. <laughs> just working hard at this. <laughs> Dayman Beckles. <laughs> just, I'm just laughing. I got Wicked Sorfer. Sorfer. Here home wreath yeah, oh, so Okay, Nissan.
1: Now that's just terrible. Yeah, it's okay it's Impala. of the
0: Impala. Carloose. Foot loose! Everybody get Carloose. Uh, Martin Gungsao. Henrik, you guys can't
1: see the faces
0: I'm making. Ender Sanders, Ender Sanzer. Michael Board Bridge. <laughs> I can't even keep doing this. Michael Bridge Waterson. Okay. From the Forever Sound Version Podcast, another excellent video game music podcast from across the pond. I love it. I want also want to thank William Pittsburghen. I actually saw him last weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, good guy. That's awesome. I saw he posted a picture, and I was like, hey, that's awesome. i want to thank, I got to say his name, Chris Murray. In the house! In the thank house. you again for getting me on your freaking
1: mobile gaming. <laughs> I still play that Blasted Cartoon Network match game.
0: What's it's, all, wrong? it's all his it's fault. Like, uh, it is his fault. He should know it. And lastly, we want to thank Joe Vassalo, uh, a new patron. Thank you very much. And David Smith got his name. Yeah, you have to get his name right. At this point, yeah. <laughs> thank you all so much for your continued support of the show. And again, you can go to patreon.com slash the Get more information there. Sweet, and dude. that's it. We'll see you next week. We'll have some special guests on the show. A very special episode. Might be a little bit longer. And that's that. That is gravy. I will say I am
1: n- I well life is kicking the tar out of me, but I have not forgotten Pixel Please. I got
0: things going on. Oh yeah. Things we have got been it. done. It's just steps. There's other projects we got in the works. It's just this it's a busy summer too. It really is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God. But it's um killing me. Yeah, this has been the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. And remember, rainy days. Don't have to be the end of good players. Rainy days can be great days.
1: Indoor days where you kind of appreciate what you got mm. in your home. Invite friends over for an indoor s'morbecue. You got all <laughs> kinds of options involved. Board games, video games, music games, or heck, go dance in the rain. Rain is beautiful. Don't let it be a dampener to what you have planned or want to enjoy in the day.